Gift Biz Unwrapped, episode 352. You don't have to do it by yourself. If it feels hard, get some support, just like our podcast today. We're going to talk you through how to create your brand story. Attention, gifters, bakers, crafters, and makers. Pursuing your dream can be fun. Whether you have an established business or are looking to start one now, you are in the right place. This is Gift Biz Unwrapped, helping you turn your skill into a flourishing business. Join us for an episode packed full of invaluable guidance, resources, and the support you need to grow your gift biz. Here is your host, gift biz gal, Sue Monheit. Hi there. The year is starting off strong here at Gift Biz Unwrapped. We're busy getting word out about National Bakers, Crafters, and Makers Day, a day dedicated to all the handmade makers of the world, hobbyists and business owners alike. You'll hear more about this in today's mid-roll of the show. And I'm talking about it in detail in the Tips and Talk Wednesday episodes, too. You can also fast-track to all the information over at HandmadeHealsTheWorld.com. Today is a very important topic that can truly change how you think about your business and how others perceive you in relation to your business. To start off with, answer me honestly here. Do you currently hesitate when asked about your business? Do you stumble over what to say or answer timidly with very little confidence? Why do we do that? I mean, you're around your products every single day. You should be standing proud and speaking confidently about what you offer and its value. If you're not, it's probably because you've never formulated your brand story. Well, guess what? That's what we're going to do right now. My guest, Meredith, takes direction from the brand story master himself, Donald Miller, to walk you through the steps on how to formulate your story and then where to apply it in your business. What a relief. Never again do you need to be hesitant or timid about sharing the pride and joy you have in the products you create and the value that they provide to those lucky enough to have them. Today, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Meredith Callagher. Meredith works with new and seasoned business owners to find the right people who are a perfect fit for their products and services. She does this by helping her clients effectively communicate the value of what they offer through brand story. Once that's in place, it can be used on their website, in social media, and even in face-to-face conversations. Meredith believes that all good copy starts with a story, and we're going to work on creating yours today. Meredith, welcome to the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. Sue, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I am really looking forward to getting into this conversation. But before we do, I'd love for you to share with our listeners a little bit more about you in a creative way and that's through a motivational candle. So if you were to envision a candle by color and quote that would really resonate with you, what does your candle look like? So my candle is hot pink, just as saturated pink as the candle maker could make it. And it would smell, which you didn't ask me, but it would smell like rose, but not that rose smell that smells kind of bad, but that beautiful high-end perfumers can make, that beautiful rose smell. And the quote would be, we can do hard things. 
we can do hard things. Absolutely. And here we are in the very first week of the new year, and we have the whole year ahead of us to be doing things differently, doing things new. Meredith, you don't know this, but the podcast that we did on New Year's Day, this topic falls right in line with what we were talking about last week in terms of setting yourself up as your whole lifestyle to be ready for the new year in terms of self-care and efficiency in your business. And brand story is so important and fits right in. So this worked out perfectly today. I'm so glad. Yeah. And I think we can do hard things If we don't have that mindset that they're so hard, we just get into doing them and take it step by step, we can do hard things. That's right. And I like the phrase, I can do hard things, which is true. But my candle would say we, because it's just a reminder that you don't have to do it by yourself. If it feels hard, get some support, just like our podcast today. We're going to talk you through how to create your brand story. Beautiful. Yes. I love that. You aren't in this all by yourself. And I think we're giving everybody permission to reach out and get help because, you know, as a business owner, I think often we have this idea that we should know everything already and we should be able to do it by ourselves because if we're a business owner, we're a leader, kind of falls hand in hand. And that's not the case. We can all lean on each other. We all have different strengths. We all have different knowledge bases, et cetera. So Meredith, where did Brand Story light the spark for you? Tell us how you've gotten into this. Honestly, from a book. This gentleman, Donald Miller, wrote that I read his book. I usually have it sitting right by me on my desk because I love it so much. It's called Building a Story Brand. I think it came out about three years ago. He certainly didn't invent, I'm looking at it. It's actually across the room by my nightstand. I work out of my bedroom. But anyway, he didn't invent the form of using storytelling to connect with people. It's actually ancient and philosophers and psychologists talk about it all the time. But his book really made it clear for me how I could use that in my business and connect with customers as well as friends and family that support my business. And so I studied his book and his theory a lot and have implemented it in my business and then turned around and helped my clients implement it in theirs. I love how concise and zeroed in you are on specifically what you're working with your clients about because you could be working on so many things together. But this one single thing, brand story, can really change the game for people. I think in terms of confidence about how they speak about their business and then clearly attracting the right people and making them love you because your brand story is going to be very unique to you. And so how did you decide that you were going to build a business around this? Were you doing something before? Talk a little bit about that. So I have done lots of things. I'm 47 years old. I started in accounting. That's what I studied in school and worked for Price Waterhouse for six years, but really did not love doing that. And so about the time I had my first child, I started my entrepreneurial pursuit, which led me most recently to about seven years ago, I bought a franchise and it's called, you might be familiar with it, or maybe some of your listeners, The Scout Guide. The Scout Guide is a magazine in 60 cities. And each franchise owner promotes local businesses, creators and makers within their city. So I owned the Scout Guide Miami and I really told the story, which is what the Scout Guide asked us to do, of local businesses. That was the only common thread. I had chocolate makers and a realtor. I tried to actually only have one type of business in each category and they bought 
advertising from me. And we told their story first with a picture in the scout guide, which was required by my franchisor. And then throughout the year through social media marketing, that's not why I got into the scout. I got into the scout guide because I liked advertising and I liked local businesses. <laughs> but I really learned how to tell their stories during that process. And when I was ready to sort of leave the franchise model, ready to move on and start my own business. And that's what I love the best, like telling businesses stories. So I studied up on StoryBrand and I actually got certified in digital advertising and I offer ad services that we tell the stories through Facebook and Instagram ads, but also through copywriting. And we always start with crafting their business story, their brand story, and then we use that story to create website copy or ad copy. And yeah, my clients love it because they can use it you know, at networking events when they're telling people what they do. Perfect. So you've laid the groundwork about the value of what we're going to work through today, which is wonderful. And it sounds to me that your work with Scout also identified the fact that most people don't have a brand story or at least don't know how to communicate it properly. That's right. You know why? Because they just get busy, like making the product and then it's time to sell it. And it's hard to step back. I think that's why this is actually a great time to broadcast this, you know, at the beginning of the year. It doesn't take long, you're going to see, to craft your story. And it's so valuable. So I'm excited to share those steps with your listeners that might not have done it before. Love it. Okay, well, let's start with a definition of the brand story. What does that even mean? Well, a simple definition of the brand story is the, the story of the value that you deliver to your customer. But from Donald Miller's perspective is we write the brand story, making the customer the hero of their own story. And the business owner is like, I tell him the Morgan Freeman of the story. He is or she is the guide to the customer. So our brand story is the customer's journey. Okay. And that just aligns so nicely with our listeners, because as makers, we are directing everything with the product. We're not buying other people's product to sell. <laughs> you know, We're making our own products. So this aligns beautifully. All right. So what would be the first steps to creating a brand story? And actually, Meredith, I don't know if you'll play along with me. Tell me if you will. But I think it would be fun to create a fictitious business and work through what a brand story would look like for them. What do you think of that versus talking in generalities, actually making an example? I think that's perfect. Do you have something? I mean, nothing like putting you on the spot, Meredith, <laughs> but do you have an idea? It's based on some real people in my life, but you couldn't find this online right now. So it is fictitious, but I have a friend named Gray and she spells it G-R-E-Y and she's a graphic designer. And she's played with the idea of creating thank you notes. So like beautiful thank you notes that she could call the business Grateful Designs, but spelled with her name, G-R-E-Y-T-F-U-L, Grateful Designs. Oh, okay. So this is somebody that you're working with right now, it sounds like. Well, she's my friend. Yes. And she has the business hasn't started yet, but it'd be easy for me to talk about if we use a real person. <laughs> All right. Well, she's going to need to be listening to my podcast because that's all we do is help people start and grow a product business. All right. Let's work with her and just kind of figure out how she would potentially progress through to the brand story. There are a lot of people who are listening who listen because they are considering getting into a business. You know, they have a hobby or a craft that they've loved all their life. And now 
Maybe they're retiring. Maybe they're home with children right now. Maybe given the last couple of years we've had, they're rethinking, do they want to work outside the house? You know, all different reasons. And so they're considering starting a business. So just like where Gray is, same type of thing. They're thinking about it. So let's work with someone in that zone. And then people who are established business owners probably have more information. So they'll be able to create their brand story off of the example that we use here too. First steps, what are we going to do with Gray? Okay, there's seven steps that Donna Miller defines in his book. So we're going to use all of those steps. And the first one is defining your character and saying what they want. And your character is your ideal customer. And just like Ray, probably a lot of your listeners think, well, there's lots of people that could buy my product. There's lots of people that could buy thank you notes, right? But we're going to talk about her ideal client because often when you speak to her, If the product would sell to others, they will come along too. I think that'll make sense as we go through the story. But let's say that Gray's ideal customer is a mom of teenagers, okay? Because that is who Gray is. And a lot of moms of teenagers want to make sure that their kids have the skill of writing thank you notes, handwritten notes, because it was important to them when they were growing up, these mothers. So they want to make sure that their kids write thank you notes as well. And they're going to have to as they start applying to colleges, if they apply to college. So our character, Grace, decided that she wants to sell to mothers who are around 50 years old. And what they want is to be an example of good manners. That's what these women want. Perfect. Let me jump in here for half a second because I want everybody to be able to track along here with us. If you'd have no idea who your potential customer is because you haven't tested it yet. You haven't been out there selling yet. This is exactly where you start. You pick one, work with that, and see if it resonates, okay? So if you're at a point where you're like, I don't have any idea who my customer is. I want it to be everybody. No, no, no. (laughs) Listen to what Meredith just said. Pick a group of people because you're going to be able to talk with them better. And I'm thinking as Meredith proceeds, you're going to form the story better, but just pick one. Yeah. And you know what? So it's so hard. I get it. I'm like Miss Indecisive. But you set a timer, you guys. Tell yourself, and in the next two minutes, I'm going to decide. And promise yourself you'll decide in two minutes. And when that timer goes off, pick the person that's at the top of your brain. You can change it later, you know, if you really want to. Yes. And the other thing is, it doesn't mean that you're not going to attract other people besides that at all. There will be people on the perimeters who will buy from you just because they don't fit what you've now defined as your ideal customer doesn't mean that you're going to lose those sales. If they like what you have, they're still going to buy from you, you know? Okay. So we've got our character, mom of teens, somewhere in the 50-ish range. Yeah. 45 to 55, maybe. So the second step in Donna Miller's Building the Story Brand is you define her problem. Now, with products, don't skip this part. I mean, sometimes, Sue and I, we were talking before, sometimes maybe it feels like too much information. So you can write your copy better. You want to go ahead and fill this out, like really think through what her problem might be. And Donna Miller even defines that there's three different types of problem. We have external problems, internal problems, and philosophical problems. And when I go through Gray's character's problems, I think you'll see. So this 45-year-old woman has an external problem. Her teenagers have bad handwriting because they don't write very much. Or her teenagers do everything on social media or on their phones. They don't write very often. Those are external type problems. 
The internal problem could be is she thinks her teenagers don't value gratitude. <laughs> Hopefully that's not true. Or she, the, an internal problem is, you know what? Dude, this is me. I'm in mom of a teenager who's about to go off to college. I worry I haven't taught him the value of gratitude, right? That's an internal struggle that I have. And then a philosophical problem might be my teenagers don't believe in the value of handwritten notes. Is that a philosophical problem? Or yeah. Can you think of a philosophical problem she might have? Or maybe using this as an example of recognizing and appreciating others is great groundwork for their whole life moving forward. Something like that, maybe. And I'm thinking too, because they're teenagers, you only have a little bit more time to make an impression on them before they're off in the world. So that's just another thing that comes to mind with me as you're presenting this. I love how we're doing this on the fly. This is fun. <laughs> so if you are having a great brainstorm and you can think of a lot of problems, go ahead and write them all down. I will give you a hint. This is great for social media content later, addressing these problems. So I would go with as many as possible. Put them down. Yeah. So I'm going to brainstorm a couple of other ideas just to keep people thinking here. If you make pottery, it could be spicing up and adding some additional interest to a kitchen. You know, like just one statement piece can change the feeling of a room. So it could be something like that. If you knit shawls or like throw blankets or something like that, have something comfy to snuggle up with during this winter season. So like cocooning at home, that type of thing. And I, something that came to my mind when you mentioned the pottery, a lot of people are maybe going to welcome family into their homes this holiday when they didn't last year because of COVID. It could be you pottery makers, your customer maybe like her home isn't ready for guests. So she needs a piece of pottery to spruce up the, the decor. Perfect. Yeah. For the year moving forward, we're welcoming more people back in. Exactly. This year, 2022, the new year of entertaining again. Or I'm just going to think of one more, just because I already had it. <laughs> like if it's jewelry, even if you make casual jewelry, there's nothing like the feeling of putting on some earrings that you absolutely love to brighten your mood for the day. I love that. Just things like that, because I think so often we get stuck with products. It's like, do people really need to buy what we have to like live? <laughs> no. But there's so much happiness that our products do provide. And so it might not seem really like a problem, but it is something beautiful that your product is providing. And I'm almost thinking emotion. You know, it's emotion. It's the atmosphere of the room. It's the idea that you're going to be bringing people back into your house and you want it to look beautiful. It's snuggling up under a warm blanket and watching a fun movie. It's putting on some earrings and just having a little bit more step in your day because it just makes you happy, you know, things like that. So it doesn't have to be a problem. No, I was going to say, and it, when you define that character, like we said, she's a teenage mom that she's about 45 to 50 years old. When you can picture that person, it will help you with that brainstorming of the problems. Don't you agree? Yeah, for sure. Well, and that's part of the reason why you would do that too, because someone who's at that stage in life is going to be different than someone who's like off at college or maybe even someone who's retired. It's a different situation. It's a different problem too. Okay, point number three. Point number three is and meets a guide. So this is you. So you want to describe the guide. But what you want to focus on, as Donna Miller tells us, is how you empathize with this customer and what gives you authority. 
So the guide is you. Yeah. And so Gray, for instance, of Grateful Design, she is a mom of teenagers. So that's easy for her. to. She can write that. Gray, I am a mom of teenagers, so I can completely relate to the mom of teenager who's trying to get her child to write a thank you note, right? That's easy. (laughs) But just the sentence of why you relate to your customer. Oh, that's what the meat is, why you relate. Okay. That's the first part. That's how you empathize with the customer. And the second part is what gives you authority. And I mean, it could be like for Gray, her authority is that she studied graphic design in college and she worked as a graphic designer for 15 years before she took some time off. And now she does all the graphic design for the PTA or whatever. That gives her the authority. But yours could be, you know, you've always loved making jewelry or you held a master's degree in art. Whatever reason you feel confident creating your craft gives you authority. Yeah. I'm also thinking it could be focused also on the product, right? Like, you know, the sensitivities that people have with certain chemicals that are in lotions, which is why you've created this pampering line. You have the authority because you saw the rashes that your teenage person used to have, (laughs) like your teenage son used to have when they were little, and you made this to overcome that situation. So you had to do a lot of research, and now you're the authority, right? Something like that. All right. So under the meet the guide, there is the how do you relate and empathize with the problem that you defined in point two? And then what gives you the authority? Like, why should people listen to you, I guess would be a way to say it. And there is a reason. Do not get hung up on the word authority. I've seen it happen before. You know, why are you in business? Why did you decide to make to provide this for the world? That's your authority, right? Part of your authority is also just your experience and time in. If you're already, well, not even if you're a business owner, if you've been making candles, okay, for years for yourself, you've perfected the way they're poured, the wicks you're using, the container that you're putting it in, you know, all of that. So you do have authority also. Exactly. And then the fourth step in building your story is, so they meet a guide, they get a plan. What is the plan for buying from you? I mean, it could be as simple as go to gratefuldesigns.com and hit purchase on the thank you notes you like best. Like you really want to write out in detail. I know that sometimes that seems silly for a product, but write out how they do it. And also as part of this plan, write the agreement, the promise that you make to your customer. So first off, I use care to pick the best designs I thought you would love and If you have a money-back guarantee, I'm not sure that Gray would, but just whatever promise that you're making them, you would put it in your plan too, the process and the promise. Okay, so I'm thinking the process is really the solution to the problem, and the solution is to acquire your product, right? And then I think the promise versus returns or guarantees like that, I'd rather have the promise be something uplifting like... I know when you wear those earrings for the first time, you're going to feel that spark of joy or something like that. Because all those, like the returns and all that can be on your website somewhere else. Like we don't want to be talking to people about returning yet. (laughs) (laughs) But you're showing personality. The solution is in the sale for sure. You know, it has to be with product-based businesses. But then I really like the idea of linking that promise in. That's great. I love that. We'll return with the rest of the steps for creating your brand story right after this short break. Mark your calendar. 
January 21st has been officially declared National Bakers Crafters Makers Day. Actually, highlight the entire month because we're celebrating all month long, focusing on the good that handmade products and you as a maker provide us. Whether you create as a hobby or have started a business around your craft, this day celebrates you. There's lots of ways to join in the festivities. Share a special handmade memory with us. Download my free gift, which is an affirmation poster that you can print and display or use as a background on your phone, reminding you every day about the joy that you put out into the world. I also see the giving heart you have as a maker. Maybe you donate handmade items to local shelters or hospitals, or you put on workshop fundraisers, or commit a portion of product sales to a special cause. Here's your chance to highlight your activities and get ideas of what others are doing too. Plus, you can get some eyeballs on a charity that is near and dear to your heart. Come January 21st, we have special 20-minute lifestyle classes you can attend over on the Gift Biz Unwrapped Facebook page. And if you're aspiring or are already a business owner, there are other festivities planned inside Gift Biz Breeze, which is the free Facebook group. Come join us there. There is even more. Too much to cover here, but you can see it all for yourself right now over at HandmadeHealsTheWorld.com. Handmade Heals the World is our theme this year because your efforts do make a difference and our world needs the healing right now. Go check it out. HandmadeHealsTheWorld.com, a celebration of you. Yeah, so that's the fourth step. And then the fifth step is and cause them to action. So they meet a guide who gives them a plan and then cause them to action. So this would be, and, and Donna Miller says there's a direct call to action and there's a transitional. So that might mean for Gray, you know, it's like her call to action could be when someone does something special for you, send them a thank you note, <laughs> you know, or just when do you think that people would want to use your services? And so tell them the situation and when they should come by from you. That's the call to action. Does that make sense, Sue? Yeah. Or I'm also thinking the direct call to action will be jump over to my Etsy shop now. I have brand new earrings ready and waiting. Or a transitional could also be, hey, if you want to see these in person before you purchase, I'm going to be at the local craft market this weekend. If you live in X and X community, come on over. I'm the second booth on the right when you walk in the show, <laughs> you know, or something like that. I think that's great. I think that when you sit down to write your brand story, you guys, just like Sue just said, think of the different ways you will be calling people to come by from you. You might be inviting them to the craft market this weekend. You might be on Instagram telling them to jump over to your Shopify account or to buy right here on Instagram if that's what you want them to do. Yeah, or DM or on the shops, wherever it is. Yeah. Yeah. So just sit down and think about how you're going to invite them to work with you at this point mm -hmm. in the story building process. And then the last two, six and seven, the sixth one is what is the success that you end in and what's the failure that you avoid? So for her, you know, the success is showing your appreciation to a loved one, making someone's day with a handwritten note. Being an example to your teenager that handwritten notes are awesome. And then her clients would avoid sending a teenager out in the world with bad manners. 
Or, yeah, avoid forgetting to thank a hostess because you always have thank you notes on your desk. I agree. You avoid the inactivity of doing it because if you don't have a thank you note easily at hand, the whole idea gets lost. So have them stocked, ready to go now, beautiful custom created notes designed by me that will leave such a beautiful impression. They'll be ready and waiting when the situation happens and your teen will get the feeling and the satisfaction of knowing that giving forward with thank yous and all of that actually comes back to them too because seriously, thank yous these days, how many people are doing something like that, like writing a note? I bet if a teen did that to somebody else, they're going to call and say, oh my gosh, that note was so thoughtful. Nobody does that. I am so impressed. And then that just validates the whole thing and then keeps it rolling, hopefully. So that's the success part. And then failure you avoid. Well, the first thing I think of is you don't have what I sell. So that's a sad thing for you. (laughs) What else? That's a sad thing for you. Well, and if we go back to the earrings that make you feel good, you avoid not having something on that makes you feel good that day, right? Because it does kind of stink. I look at my jewelry drawer and I don't have a pair of earrings I want to put on. That does make me sad. So I avoid that feeling. Or the failure to avoid is just wearing the same ones every single day, you know, and not taking this opportunity to add a little spark to your mood in such a simple way. You know, you have an opportunity to get them. New earrings are available, ready and waiting for you in my shop. Jump over there now because, first off, they're limited. So if they're gone, when you decide you want them, you're going to be out of luck. I'd hate that. And then you're going to be left wearing the same ones you already wear. I think they're pretty, but don't you want some new ones to spice up your life? Something like that? Would that work? Yes, I love that. I'm so freewheeling it here. I don't know, but... (laughs) No, I think it's perfect. Yeah. We're doing this all on the fly. Okay, so I'm going to review the seven steps and you're going to give me a grade, (laughs) okay? So here are the seven steps. The first two are really you thinking through the situation. So define who your ideal customer is and then determine what the problem she has that your product can solve. So those are thinking things. And under the problem, think of external, internal, and philosophical. So you write all those things down on a piece of paper. You have that ready. Then three is meet the guide. That's you. Meet the maker. And so answer these questions. You are going to write these down too then. How do I relate to this problem? And what gives me the authority to be the one providing the solution? Number four is what's the plan to get to the solution? So in everyone's case, it's to buy your product. Everyone's case for our listeners is to buy the product along with the promise of what the product will deliver. Number five is here's how you actually do it. The call to action, direct or transitional. And then I'm going to say six and seven is kind of like a conclusion statement. What you'll realize in the end by having done the call to action and what will happen if you don't. So that's the whole thing. All seven steps. How'd I do? What's my grade? That's perfect. You got an A plus. Yay! (laughs) All right. And so now this is probably going to be too much to ask. You don't have a story statement yet for Gray, I'm sure, because we just created this now. That's right. But you know what's cool? And maybe I can do it on the fly. 
So what we can do is we can use the whole story that you write and we create a character transformation statement. And you can get it down to one sentence. I'll try it with Grateful Designs. That can really be your 30-second elevator pitch at a networking event, too. You could decide that you want to use your character transformation statement. So if I'm Gray and you ask me, hey, Gray, what do you do? My transformation statement could be, I help moms of teenagers set good examples for manners by delivering thank you notes that are beautiful that they can use in their everyday life. That was rough, but (laughs) I'm going to try again. No, I get what you're saying. So I focus on providing a solution to mothers of teenagers to help reinforce the value of showing gratitude through thank you notes. I create beautiful custom thank you notes that then you can have at the ready when the situation presents itself. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) We can work on it. Do you see how if I am at a networking event, that really could help me sell what I do before I create custom thank you notes? I help mothers of teenagers instill gratitude in their kids by creating custom thank you notes that everybody wants because they're gorgeous. That are at the ready when a situation presents itself to show that you've appreciated something, an actor, like whatever. So as we're talking here and just spending a little bit more time, we're defining this and narrowing it into the perfect words. And so this is the type of exercise that you would then do is take these seven steps, tweak it a little bit. And then once you've got your wording down, and this is what I always say for introduction messages or the elevator speech. I hate that. I've redefined it as introduction messages because I think it's just not so stressful. Plus, that's more of what it is anyway. And then you just practice it a little bit. And the thing... I love this so much, Meredith, because truly, and you guys who are listening are going to nod in agreement with me, I know that so often, even if we're at a cocktail party or we're just out with someone and they say, oh, you have your own business, what do you do? So many of us stumble over our words. And it's the silliest thing because we're looking at our business, we're working in our business all the time, but when we're asked just very simply what we do, it's like, and they don't know what to say. When really, this is the opportunity to speak with power and confidence because you're representing your business. So I see this brand story once we put it together in a sentence or two, you know, a nice, concise statement being so valuable for so many things. That's why I was saying face-to-face conversations in the beginning. It's just, you'll never be caught off guard again. You know exactly what you'd say. You know what? You want to hear mine? I've got mine down. I don't have grades down. But I say... I help small business owners expand their reach and explode their sale with copywriting and Facebook and Instagram ads. Beautiful. People usually go, wow, I want to expand my reach and explode my, if they're business owners. Yeah. And you know, what's really important in what you said too, none of that was super fancy, hard to understand words because the whole goal is not to show how well you can wordsmith anything. The goal is to communicate the idea to somebody else so that right away, two seconds later, if someone asked, oh, I just saw you talking to Meredith, what does she do? They could say it, right? So mine is really simple. Also, it's I help women turn a hobby or a craft into a business. And then I expand on that if necessary, you know, through the podcast, online training, but whatever. But the whole idea is not to tell everybody everything. It's to pique interest because they can ask you back later. If they're interested, they'll follow up with a question. If they're not interested, they won't. And then you know not to keep going. (laughs) Right? I have a tool for your listeners. It's not mine. 
not for sale, but Donald Miller has a free tool at mystorybrand.com. You do have to create an account just with your name and email. So he's got to fill in the blank, you guys, to create this brand story, just the seven steps. And then it helps you create that character transformation. So you can use your pen and paper and your notebook, or you can use this fill in the blank tool at mystorybrand.com. Wonderful. And I wholly endorse Donald Miller, too. I think I first heard from him when he was, I think, I want to say he was first making a name for himself back at Social Media Marketing World. I'm going to say it might even be as long as 10 years ago. And they did a couple of sessions right before the big conference kicked off. And I had come in early because I wanted, and those were paid extra sessions. And so I was in a room with, I think there were only like 30 of us. And he was talking brand story. And that's the first time I really heard it described in that manner. Not with these steps. I don't remember him having these steps yet. Maybe he did. I don't remember. But I totally endorse what you're saying, Meredith, in terms of your example, referencing him and using his model for sure. It's a great business model for you, too, to be following. I just love it. It's absolutely fabulous. So circling back just for a second. Once we've got this all written down, how do we use this on our website? Okay. Well, the way I like to use it is to think about your ideal customer. So think about for Gray, she would think about this 45-year-old, I'm making her younger now, (laughs) 45-year-old lady coming to your website. You want to appeal to every aspect of her. So if above the fold on your website, you want to talk directly to her. That means when somebody puts in your URL, if it's gray, gratefuldesign.com, and the URL populates, they want to see if you want custom thank you notes to be a good example for your teenager. If that's what you decide the customer transformation, hit this button here to buy. Okay. So you want to use the brand story to unfold. But what you do is you start with the character transformation at the top. And then you give a little bit more information. Maybe there were a few people that were ready to buy, but there were some people that weren't. And what Donald Miller actually suggests is then as they scroll down on your homepage, you can talk about some of the problems. Maybe your teenager, if we're talking to her, has bad handwriting because they only use their iPhone or whatever problems you might think. Or you want to write a thank you note, but you never have them at the ready next to your desk. Click here to buy the cutest thank you notes app. You know, my custom thank you notes have a button for her to click. And then you just sort of keep populating the story. The next place is you might offer some of your authority, like maybe with testimonials from some of your buyers that would go on the next part of the homepage with a button to buy. So that's how I use it on my website and on my clients. Yeah. I mean, I think definitely for product-based businesses, I would have some products right on that first page. But maybe even like in your banner, you have that wording of the promise statement and the products. Like, why should I be coming to you for my thank you cards? Why shouldn't I be going to other people who also make cards? They may even be more in terms of image-wise, something that a teen would be more interested in sending. So you're dialing in on that. And then the other thing I would put on the homepage Because usually what we'll see, Meredith, is when someone has a website, the very first page is automatically all the products. And so then the problem with that is you have not built a relationship at all with anybody or any type of atmosphere or experience around your brand and working with you. And so if you're lucky enough to get someone to buy, they probably or might not come back because you've not engaged them in any personal way for them to be devoted to you. 
So that's what I see as the brand story helping with. And then for sure, because of product-based businesses, even if you have just a section on your page that says best sellers, or here's what's hot this season, or something like that. So some product representation on your page. And then, of course, clear navigation to where they can go and look at all your products, too. I like that. Like starting with what you think the best sellers are. As soon as they land on their website, they can buy it. And then whatever other information you think they need to make the sale happen as they scroll down the website. Yeah, to start building a relationship and a personality. So that's important. What would you say real quickly? We won't spend very much time on this, but what would you say about the maker page? Okay, so when you go to make your about page, don't just write the history of creating your business, which can be interesting. But what I want you to do is look at your brand story and really it's all about the customer. Even though, I mean, it is about you. They want to know about you to buy, but from their perspective. So remember to talk about why you empathize with the customer or the product that you're making what gives you authority, and then like why that they should feel comfortable buying from you. That's really the point of the about page with the brand story. Right. Circling it back to them. Maybe a little bit about you and how you got into it and all that, because that's building your authority. You know, it depends. Everyone's story is a little bit different, but a little bit about you, but not certainly not a whole resume and certainly not a million words, because who sits and reads a million words anymore? Yeah, just use the filter of, I think that that's just sort of revolutionary sometimes if you hadn't thought of it. Use the filter of, would this piece of information, what my customer want to buy from me? And so for instance, like, sure, because, you know, your grandfather and your dad did the same business, that would make me want to buy from you. But if you went to the University of Florida instead, but you didn't go to Florida State, I don't care as a buyer, right? I mean, you might care that, you know, you care about your college, but maybe I don't care. The only reason I would care is if my product was all Florida. Yeah, right. You know, like if it was branded with all only Florida things, then you're showing your commitment to that area and your loyalty to that area, which could be a reason. But I like what you're saying. Why does the person who's reading it care? Absolutely love this. This has been amazing. How long do you think it would take for someone to do this, to walk through these seven steps? I think you don't even need an hour. I promise. Some people think, oh, I need to schedule a whole day. But if you make yourself pick an ideal customer, you're going to be surprised at how fast you can pop this story out. And as you were saying earlier, if you have to pick a couple and see which one feels better for you and then go from there. All right. So mark some time in your calendar. Pour some coffee, pour some tea, maybe a glass of wine, depending on when in the day it is, and set aside an hour and do this. It's going to be so worth it. Meredith, where can people go to find out more about you? Well, on my about page on my website, meredithcallaher.com. And if you want to book a call with me just to talk, I have free discovery calls and I love to talk about your business. If you have questions about StoryBrand or Facebook and Instagram ads, I'm there. And I also love Instagram. And my Instagram handle is Meredith Callaher. You can find me there. Perfect. Wonderful. Meredith, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on today, giving us these seven steps that we can follow. Thanks for playing along with me and creating a fictitious business that we could work this through with. That was fun and challenging and interesting to do. So I love that we did that. And I appreciate you so much and all the value that you've brought to our listeners today. 
Well, sir, thank you for everything that you do. I really love being here and brainstorming with you. And I know that your listeners appreciate all the guidance that you give them on this podcast. That's very sweet. Thank you. Wow. (laughs) Short of writing your brand story for you, Meredith has provided all that's needed to change the way you respond when someone asks about your business, to speak confidently about your products and their value, when in the past you may have stumbled a bit when asked that question. I'm on my knees begging you right now to set an hour aside in your calendar to create your brand story. This can be the single most important game changer for you in 2022. Also remember to check out all the celebratory events happening around National Bakers Crafters Makers Day. You can find that over at handmadehealstheworld.com. Up next week, we'll be diving into being successful at markets. Whether it's a local craft show or a wholesale show, you'll hear from two experts on in-person visibility and selling at shows. And now be safe and well, and I'll see you again next time on the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. I want to make sure you're familiar with my free Facebook group called Gift Biz Breeze. It's a place where we all gather and are a community to support each other. I've got a really fun post in there that's my favorite of the week, I have to say, where I invite all of you to share what you're doing, to show pictures of your product, to show what you're working on for the week, to get reaction from other people, and just for fun because we all get to see the wonderful products that everybody in the community is making. My favorite post every single week, without doubt. Wait, what? Aren't you part of the group already? If not, make sure to jump over to Facebook and search for the group Gift Biz Breeze. Don't delay. Come join us in Gift Biz Breeze. Today, 